you, patrons. This month's mini is going to be about Sara Abe, a geisha who loved her lover so much that she murdered him and kept a part of him with her. And I don't mean metaphorically. Gross. Abe was born in May of 1905 to an upper middle class family in Tokyo. Her family was considered, quote, normal by most standards. But, you know, like most families, there was plenty of drama and dysfunction within the walls of their home. I mean, what normal family does not have Right, exactly. Now, the family had eight children in all. However, only four survived to maturity. Aww. Yeah. Sada's brother was a womanizer. And when he got married, he left with the family's money. Oh. Yeah. Her sister was also known to have many lovers as well. And she was finally sent to a brothel to punish her promiscuity, which wasn't uncommon in those days. It was an uncommon way to deal with this. I feel like <laughs> that's the equivalent of like, you want to smoke a cigarette here? Smoke a whole pack Here's of the cigarettes. Whole pack. Exactly. That's perfect. Now, she didn't stay there long, and, I mean, she was able to come back home, and soon she was able to marry because, I mean, having lovers was not an issue back then like that. It wasn't that big of a deal? It wasn't that big of a deal. It was just more of a, yeah, you smoke the whole pack, I guess. Bet you won't do that anymore. (laughs) I guess she didn't. She got married. I mean, well. (laughs) Now, Sada, I can only assume, was you know, less looked after as her family dealt with, you know, the deaths of her siblings and the other stuff happening with her brother and her sister. I mean, it was just kind of, she was kind of left her own devices. Like she was, her mother like held on to her clothes, but like it was when you're dealing with other things. When you're focused on these two other kids being sent to a brothel and stealing all the family's money. Yeah. Not a lot of time for the kid who's not doing anything wrong. Right. Well, it wasn't long because she started to fall in with a not so great crowd of friends. Oh. Yeah. And she began to become rebellious. I mean, she was turning 14. She was she was at that age. Yeah. And unfortunately, at the age of 14, Sada was raped by one of these people in her group of friends. Oh. Yeah. And while the family was supportive at first, Sada started acting just erratically. I mean, I'm sure there was some PTSD going on. and Well, yeah, people do crazy things after yeah, trauma. Yeah. And she was just really uncontrollable. Like, they could not just, they couldn't control their job. Mm-hmm. So, again, she was sold to a geisha house in Yokohama. Sold her? Yeah. They, so that was just an option. Like, if your kid's unruly, you can just, just sell them. Just sell them to a, uh, to a geisha house. Now, I mean, being a geisha was a great thing, though. I mean, yeah, so, but it's the selling part that caught me. Yeah, it is. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Now, working as a geisha wasn't what it turned out to be for Sada. To become famous as a geisha, it took years of working as an apprentice. In fact, many women started as children and had special training and they studied to become a geisha. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, she jumped in at 14 when she was sold. So, (laughs) you know, so she didn't get very far and her main duties was just simply to provide sex for clients. It wasn't the whole memoirs of a geisha romanticized part. Yeah. Sex. She was just a prostitute. Yeah. Now, she worked for five years in this position until she contracted syphilis, Oh, which is the way it goes. Uh, and because of this, she was required to start having regular physical examinations, which I don't know why they weren't doing it 
to begin with, but different times. Yep. Different place. Long time ago. Yep. Now, she didn't really like the thought of having to have physical examinations all the time. So she thought, if I'm going to be treated like a common prostitute, why not just be a prostitute and make more money? Well, you can't fault her logic. (laughs) I mean, but life as a licensed prostitute wasn't that great either. Mm. It wasn't long before Sada had gained a reputation for being difficult and a troublemaker with the other prostitutes. Oh. Yep. She was known to be an angry person. She stole money from clients and other prostitutes. She consistently attempted to leave the brothel she worked in. They had to track her down numerous times and bring her back. Again, because she's licensed. Oh. Yeah. And after several departures, she had a job as a waitress. She finally returned to sex work again as an unlicensed prostitute and eventually arrested for being unlicensed. Finally, she just decided to leave sex work and become an apprentice at a restaurant in February of 1936. I feel like that was a good decision, but... Probably. We'll see. Eh, I don't know. It was probably because of this that we Uh. have a story. Uh, The idea was that she wanted to, like, own her own restaurant at some point. But to do that, you have to become an apprentice. That makes sense. Yeah. So she's starting from the bottom. Now, she started at a restaurant owned by Kachizo Ishida. And that's probably wrong. I apologize. He was known to be a womanizer who regularly made advances towards Sada. And it wasn't long before the two of them had a sexual relationship. Now, on April 23rd, 1936, Sada and Kachizo arranged a rendezvous at a tea house, which at this time, these tea houses were the equivalent of a love hotel or like a hotel specifically designed for couples to like privately meet and have sex. Like the... They were sex hotels. Okay. (laughs) I mean, this is what they did. And at this tea house, they drank and had sex for just several days. Okay, then. Yeah. Cool. Now, this encounter lasted for two weeks before it ended. And them, I don't know if breaking up is considered the word for this because it really wasn't a relationship. Yeah. But this, like, broke Sada's heart and she drank excessively she realized she was in love with Kachiso, and she claimed that it was him that showed her what true love was. After two weeks in a sex hotel. Yeah. Well, now think about her life. Well, that's true. Yeah. This is probably and the first, you know, real something consensual sex that she wanted. I mean, she had relationships in the past, but she said, like, whatever it was about him. Oh, like, gotcha. you know, it really held on to her. So, of course. She was super jealous of Kachizo's wife. He had a wife. He had a wife. Turns out. Yep. And actually, he was like really crappy to his wife. Like, she managed the restaurant and everything, and he just like kind of had sex with everybody. What an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Why did she love this guy? I don't know. (laughs) And I mean, he refused to leave his wife for Sada. So like, she's totally jealous. Of course he did. Of course he did. So on May 11th, 1936, with the intent of murdering Kachizo, which I feel like if you wanted to be with him, why didn't you kill the wife? But that's just me. Mm, Don't want him mad at you. (laughs) I guess. Sada pawned off some of her belongings and she bought a large kitchen knife and, of course, some sushi for lunch. (laughs) You got to eat. You got to eat. Now, at one point, she says that she actually pulled out the knife and threatened Kachizo once when she became jealous of him. She had believed that he had worn a particular kimono to impress one of his favorite customers, and she got jealous. I mean, he probably did. He probably did. Yeah. 
He probably did. But I think he thought it. this whole thing was just a joke. But I feel like somebody pointing a knife at me. Or maybe he's just is, like this uh, crazy girl. Whatever. She's not going to do anything. Yeah, probably. That Get that out of like my it. face. Yeah. Now, during another one of their sexual rendezvous, Sato took the knife again and threatened Kachizo by placing it at the base of his penis and telling him that he would never have sex with another woman. Which, again, seems counterproductive if she wanted to continue to have sex with Kachizo. I mean, when you hit that level of crazy. (laughs) This time he did think it was a joke and nothing happened, but... I don't think I could ever let someone put a knife to my genitals and be like, (laughs) ha ha, you're so funny. You're crazy, girl. Get over here. (laughs) But this seems to have been kind of a turning point in all of this, because during this extended sex capades, (laughs) their sex actually became more rough. Sada began to strangle Kachizo with his consent, of course, like this is with like sashes and stuff because it heightened his orgasms. Pretty common. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, erotic asphyxiation. Sada started to ask for the same. I mean, they're like choking each other out here at this point. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. And they just started using, you know, different garments like they were just using. It sounded like like a, a frenzied couple using whatever they could get their hands on to just do the thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. However, on May 18th, 1936, so this is all happening within like just a couple of months of mm-hmm. meeting. Kachizo was asleep and Sada wrapped a sash around his neck and began to strangle him. But this time she didn't stop until he was dead. Oh. Yeah. Sada then laid down next to Kachizo's dead body for hours and she finally decided to sever his penis and his testicles. She wrapped them up in a magazine paper to keep them safe. <laughs> Oh, God. And then she used the blood to rot on Kachizo's left thigh and bed sheets. Quote, we, Sada and Kichi, which is what she called him, Ishida, are alone. And using her knife, she carved her name, Sada, in Kichizo's left arm. Then finally, she put on his underwear. What? <laughs> and left the scene of the crime. I don't know. Maybe it was, it's his underwear. I don't know. Uh uh, Got to be close to him. I guess. I don't. Ugh. That seems like an intimacy thing, but like still. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then she left, you know, the hotel. And then Sada went missing until they found Kachizo's body in the hotel. Now, while missing, Sada's grisly crime hit the media in like a complete storm. Like, I bet. Everybody was hearing about it. There were tons of false sightings saying that they saw her here, there, wherever. And all of Japan seemed to be in a panic over, you know, this murder and saying that they saw her. And But, I mean, during all of this, Sada just used a fake name and stayed in a hotel room in Shinagawa. The next day after the murder, she went out shopping and she went to see a movie. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know. And on the 20th, she drank and had a massage. And then she wrote farewell letters to an old lover that she had had. And Kachizo himself... Okay. I don't know. Maybe like, I'm sorry. I don't know. Her plan was to use Kachizo's parts that she had and pleasure herself one last time and then commit suicide. Does she know how the human anatomy works? Exactly. Uh, I feel like what she needed to make it work was used to rot on his leg. Yep. Um. (laughs) I don't know if she understood that. Also, it's a good day old by now. Uh, Oh, God. Okay. Nope. Moving on. She told police that, quote, I unwrapped the paper holding them, his genitals, and gazed at his penis and scrotum. 
I put his penis in my mouth and even tried to insert it inside me. It didn't work. Duh. However, though, I kept trying and trying. Oh, God, I'm going to throw up. (laughs) Then I decided that I would flee to Osaka, staying with Ashita's penis all the while. Oh. In the end, I would jump from a cliff on Mount Okama while holding on to his penis. Well, then. Yep. She had it all planned out. Well? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She never got to do that, obviously. Instead, the police finally tracked her down, and she was arrested just three days later after the murder. She confessed without any hesitation and even showed authorities the decomposing genitals as proof that it was her. Barf. Yep. (laughs) And I kind of just imagine her standing there with like an open hand and there it is. And they're all going. No, I really did Uh it. Look, here's the penis. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) When they asked her why she had killed Kachiza, Sada claimed that it was because she loved him so much and wanted him all to herself. They couldn't marry Obviously, he was already married, and she knew she would never be the only woman to embrace him, so she killed him. And as to why she severed his penis, she claimed that she couldn't take his head or his body with her, so she wanted to take the part of him that gave her the most, quote, vivid memories. Gross. Yep. Bit personal for my taste, but okay. Of course, rumors about the uh, size of the evidence... (laughs) were spread (laughs) but Sada simply said that it wasn't the size who makes the man in bed and that she had never met a man that made her feel special in the way that he did in many aspects and she truly loved him well I mean it had been cut off and it was decomposing so you got to give it a little grace I guess it was cold (laughs) (laughs) on December 21st 1936 Sada Abe was convicted of murder and mutilation of corpse Sada initially protested against the 10-year sentencing, but it was because she wanted to be sentenced to death. Wow. Yeah. But instead, she was only given six years in prison. Six years for killing a man and then cutting off his genitals? Yeah. Six years. And then running away. (laughs) So, yeah. Kachiza's genitals were moved to and put on display at the Tokyo University Medical School's Pathology Museum until after the end of World War II, but have since disappeared. Did they preserve them somehow? What? I would assume they would, but I don't I don't know. I don't want to think about it very I long. I didn't go looking for it. I'm I, sorry. I'm not going to either. Sorry, guys. Now, Sada only actually spent five years in prison. She was released actually on the anniversary of the murder on May 17th, 1941. Wow. Yeah. She assumed an alias because, obviously... And became a mistress to a, quote, serious man. But when his friends and family found out who she actually was, she broke off the relationship. From then, she had a book deal. She had articles and interviews about her in the media. She even appeared for years in a traveling stage production called A Woman in the Shawa Period, um, where she would, I don't know if she was acting in it or just showed up. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. She eventually settled down in 1952, working in a pub in downtown Tokyo, and she lived there for 20 years and even received a model employee award by the Neighborhood Restaurant Association. Wow. (laughs) The last known photograph of Sada was in 1969, and she disappeared from the public in 1970. And there was some kind of film being planned, and the director was trying to search for her, where he claimed to have found her in a nunnery with her hair just shaved off. And that is the last anyone had heard of Sada Abe. Nobody knows when she died or what happened to her or anything? Not that I could find. Wow. That was it. That she she was possibly in a nunnery. She just disappeared. She just disappeared. That's a doozy. Yep. And I've been sitting on this one. (laughs) But I had to do it. It's a good one. (laughs) Badoots. 